0: Hi, everybody. My name is Tiffany, and welcome to another episode of Peer Review. This is our sixth episode, and today I'm joined by Matt. Hey. And we are excited to discuss WandaVision. And, you know, some people might ask, like, why we chose WandaVision as our sixth Peer Review episode. Just like one of our uh, consistent listeners, Ariel, she actually wrote in and asked hey, why should I care about the show WandaVision when I know Vision is dead in the MCU? You know, that's a great question. And let me tell you why I think you should care about this show and why you need to give it a chance. Doesn't the thought of why Vision is alive, doesn't that in itself, like, interest you? Like, for me, when I was hearing about the concept of the show, I was like, "Okay, how are they gonna bring him back?" You know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, "Did Shuri, you know, get her last bit of information at the at you know mid Infinity War when she got came back? Did she give people the technology to bring him back? Is this a hallucination? Who is Vision? Like, you know, is this a a trick?" You know, or is this a dream like that in itself was super interesting to me. And the fact that the concept of the show is going through different sitcom eras, uh, starting off in the 50s, going up all the way into the 90s. So that was really intriguing to me. Matt, what are your thoughts about getting into the show?
1: Yeah, I, I think what makes me be a big advocate for the show is that probably the most heartbreaking part of of mm. some of the last couple uh, big movies in the Infinity War Sega is when Wanda was trying to save the world, basically, by destroying right. the Mind Stone. And so she had to kind of kill off Vision. And then all Thanos did was revert back time, and then she had to witness Vision dying again from someone else's hand. And yeah. so like that, to me, is probably one of the most underrated parts Of the whole Sega of like how selfless Wanda had to be and so it's like what happens after that you're right like why is Vision even here like that should be enough intrigue to bring you along but it's it's kind of cool to see what happens after such a huge like seismic event in this universe and like what's the next step how do we get from there to here so hopefully that intrigues you enough
0: I couldn't agree more and now You guys, we're entering my favorite part of a peer review when we go full on spoilers. So if you haven't listened um, or sorry, if you haven't watched WandaVision by now, I'm going to give you a moment to kind of pause the episode and you can come back to us after you've watched all nine episodes. We'll be here and ready for you to join our discussion. Mm
1: -hmm. Listen, it's only like four and a half hours, so you can start now. You know, and this afternoon, this evening, come back to us. We'll be yeah, here. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay. Now I'm so excited. We're going <laughs> to talk about what Matt can just feel my energy right now. <laughs> so the show was such a thrill ride. I'm going to go over brief um, a brief timeline and events. So first episode. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, what was really nice is that the first week that WandaVision came out, it came out with episodes one and two. And you know, Matt, I think that was the smartest decision yeah. that they made because these episodes were so bite sized. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like 22 minutes with like eight minutes of credits. You know what I mean? Yeah. And why? I- can we just talk about how
1: long the credits are? <laughs> Every week, I'm like, why?
0: Yeah. Okay. So one thing in one vein, I know that like tons of people worked on it, especially because of all the different special effects with Wanda's powers and, you know, visions, Mm -hmm. makeup and everything. But another thing is like, why did they have like pre credits before the credits? That's what I didn't really understand. You know what I mean? Like they had all those visual effects of like Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, you know what I mean? And then it went to the black and it listed them all again.
1: It was very, like, movie. Like, it looked like movie credits, where, like, I don't think, you know, TV credits are like that. Usually TV credits are, like, two times speed, almost, and just, like, get through it. But, like, this was, which, you know, we'll talk about later, but, like, then there was the presence of mid-credit scenes and after-credit scenes. And I was like, should I be in a theater right now, like, (laughs) watching all these moments?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so the first and second episode came out together and honestly, I'm, I'm gonna be real. The first episode was about like 50s era sitcom, you know, Mm -hmm. Dick Van Dyke, I Love Lucy, Black and White, you know, Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany killing it, Catherine Hahn killing it, came in as a nosy neighbor. They're just living a newlywed life, you know, shenanigans Mm -hmm. ensue through like miscommunication. You know, they host a dinner for like Vision's boss because he has a job in the show. It goes weird or like, you know, chaos, chaos ensues, like, you know, sitcom shenanigans. The second episode um, moved toward the 60s and that was more of a bewitched style episode with like um, the, the plot of like a town magic show fundraiser for kids And Vision ends up getting some shenanigans where he accidentally, like, swallows some gum. Yeah. And, like, it gums up his, like, inner workings or whatever. So he acts pretty much drunk. Mm -hmm. And they do the magic show. And Vision ends up, like, using his powers. And Wanda and them have agreed, you know, in terms of the show context, to hide their powers from the people. Mm -hmm. And and Wanda's kind of working around, like... like, creating illusions into how the illusion is working. Like, vision starts flying. So then Wanda, like, summons a rope and, you know, a rope a pulley. and pulley system. And, and that first, that second episode is where we're introduced to Geraldine, who is um, Tayana Paris's character that is, like, a neighborhood person, but you end up finding later that she's somebody else. Anyway, so at the end of those first two episodes, I wasn't really, f- like that hot on it Mm -hmm. or rather like i was intrigued you know like by the end of the second episode i was like i think like i want to see what's next like come on like show me what's up you know what i mean matt what did you think
1: yeah like i i think i was i was fine with them
0: Mm -hmm. i'm
1: glad that they put both of them together um for the reason of yeah they're short and you can really binge through them just in one setting but two I just kind of wanted us to speed past the sitcom part of the season. (laughs) Like it was really nice. And the sitcom did so much better when there was some other story happening, when we got beyond the hex, which we'll talk about. But when Mm -hmm. it was just the sitcom, I was like, yeah, this is nice. It kind of like my, you know, my aunt is still huge into sitcoms. Like she's still huge into Bewitched. And so like, I, I was like, man, Maya would love this. She wouldn't understand anything else, but she would just love like this episode two. She would probably kill like it would kill with her. Um Right. But I was kind of like waiting for, okay, um, why is this important? Why are they here? Like I, I have so many questions and you're not answering any of them. And then some of the after credit scenes of like someone watching them, it's like, Okay, I need some answers now. Like <laughs> what's happening? But I oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I just I enjoyed them um for what they were but i was so ready for episode three and beyond
0: yeah and like and when you say after credit scene you mean like the at the in these episodes it was like the the right before the credits Yep, yep yep yeah that's what i meant um so the end of episode two you know transitions to them in color Mm -hmm. And that was kind of neat because, you know, obviously the first two episodes were black and white, which is also another reason why I thought it was nice that they released them together. So we get to episode three and it's in the 70s and it's more of like Mm -hmm. a Brady Bunch, like, you know, episode. I can't really I don't know any other 70s sitcoms. I'm going to be honest with you. (laughs) But it's this episode introduces the fact that Wanda gets pregnant Mm. and birth is births twins in in one day yeah and and, you know i love the outfits in this episode you know side note the house is changing and morphing with every season with every episode you know into the decade appropriate um furniture and everything Mm -hmm. and episode three ends with geraldine commenting about so the the babies are born and wanda says i was a twin yeah. But you know he's my twin is gone you know kind of thing like he's not here anymore, and then Geraldine suddenly says he was killed by Ultron wasn't he Matt my jaw dropped
1: really when I heard when
0: <laughs> when she said that I was like oh my god she's starting to remember who she is because we're also getting the vibe that these people are you know like they're giving off the idea that this isn't like normal like right. the lives that they're living. And when she said that, and then Wanda's like, who are you? She expels Geraldine out of the hex. Yep. And you see all these, like, military people show up near her body. And then the episode ends. And Matt, that episode, I honestly, the moment she mentioned Ultron, because, you know, a lot of people now are mentioning, um... Like, this, not in a lot of people, but like, you know, in obviously Spider-Man, they mentioned the snap, like basically getting references to previous events in the movies are kind of few and far between. Mm-hmm. Like, I really liked when um, in Infinity or no, in Civil War, when Falcon called Ant-Man Tic-Tac, like when they met up because in yeah. Ant-Man, Falcon cameoed in the Ant-Man movie and like, you know, called him a Tic-Tac. Basically, yeah. so like, you know what I mean? Like some continuity Callbacks, with like, yeah. yeah, callback. That's, that's perfect. Callbacks. I really appreciate that. And that's what I love about the MCU. So the fact that Ultron was mentioned, you know, cause like people like forgot about Ultron or he was never really mentioned previously. Like mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. And then seeing like, you know, Geraldine get evicted. I was like, oh boy, what's next week gonna bring? You yeah. know what I mean?
1: Like that's the best part of the MCU are those callbacks like when you know sokovia happens with, right you know age of ultron and then you know it kind of leads down this path of why the avengers and like civil war happens mm-hmm. um and so like i i love when it turns from movies interconnected movies to a universe you know we call yes. it the mcu but that's why because it's this this ever-changing universe which if you're talking about callbacks episode four begins some of the best callbacks of the whole mcu
0: Matt, when I said my jaw dropped when <laughs> Geraldine talked about Ultron, my mouth was open for the first like five minutes of episode four.
1: So Ep- good.
0: I honestly, I, I'm i like on the fence about episode four being like the strongest episode of the show for me, but it really cemented my love for the show. So let me c- remind you guys what happened. It op- Episode four opens up with who we thought was Geraldine. We find out her name is Monica. You realize that this is Monica Rambeau, the little girl that was Maria Rambeau's daughter in Captain Marvel, and she's being reformed after she was brought back from the snapping. She shows up in the hospital... There's chaos. I'm literally having chills watching the scene, because when you think about the fact that it's it's happening when the Avengers are fighting Thanos for a second time in Endgame, Mm -hmm. like the my mind is blown. But Monica is like, you know, looking for her mom in the hospital because basically she got she must have gotten snapped right when her mom was coming back from surgery because her mom had cancer she can't find her she finds a doctor who recognizes her and she's like where's my mom and she's like your mom died like three years ago and she's like what Mm -hmm. he's like when you disappeared like while you were gone and so then it opens up to monica going to like sword headquarters and meeting up with an older friend or acquaintance i guess named hayward who's now the President of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, or SWORD, I guess. Is he president? Director. It's like director, Stop. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's a director, and you end up finding out that Mar- Maria Rambo, Monica's mom, was the director of SWORD. So, you mm-hmm. know, she passed from cancer, and he's now the director. And basically, he ends up asking Monica to check out a missing persons issue in New Jersey. You go to New Jersey, outside of the Westview area, which is where Wand and Vision had set up shop. And you see Jimmy Woo, Ugh. FBI FBI agent from Ant-Man and the Wasp. And you know when he – his entrance, he does it's, a magic trick.
1: It's my favorite callback of this entire – like my favorite Easter egg, my favorite callback of this entire show. And let me tell you, Jimmy is one of – it has to be – when you like talk about B-tier characters, and this is yes. not a knock on Jimmy – But meaning like not a main Avenger, not a main, you know, front runner. Right. Jimmy Woo is probably one of my favorite B-list like characters in the entire MCU. And him just showing up and he's just like Jimmy Woo FBI and the little flip of his wrist and a part appears. Yes. Ugh, So good. I laughed so long. Like I had to pause the episode because I was like, this is amazing.
0: I also laughed and I loved it because, you know, he perfected online magic school. You know what I mean? So That was like literal character development throughout the show. And my first question was like, did did he? Like, I almost wonder if he wasn't snapped because part of me is like, he probably spent five years learning how to do that magic trick. (laughs) (laughs) But... So then you have Jimmy going like, this is weird. Like I came out here, which I also thought it was a little bit of a stretch because he's based out of San Francisco, you know, where Ant-Man is. And he's like, I had to miss, I had to, uh, what is it? The people that get relocated protection, yeah. whatever identity mm-hmm. protection. Mm-hmm. He's like, I came out here because like my person went missing. And I was like, why is an SF Bay Area FBI agent in charge of some dude in New Jersey? Anyway, so... It's,
1: it's very suspicious. and yeah. like, I feel like we should probably talk about some blue sins at the end of this episode because Most that's death. definitely something that I'm still thinking about.
0: Yeah. So, you know, he's like, it's weird because he's, you know, like, I just... Like, essentially, this whole town has disappeared, right? So then Monica, like show like goes near the barrier. Like she feels an energy barrier or whatever. And she sticks her hand through and she's like, it's so strange. And then she gets sucked in. And so then 24 hours later, you have, um, sword establishing a headquarters right outside the hex and, or the town. And then we get one of my other favorite B list characters, Mm -hmm. Darcy freaking Lewis. She was in Thor one and two, and I'm so glad to have her back. She's freaking hilarious. Um, her scene in the like convey on the way to the town alone had me laughing. Like she's like, look, she's in a, she's in the back of a truck with like three other people. And she's like, looks at some dude and she's like, so what field you work in? And this guy's like, we're not supposed to talk to each other. And she's like, okay, boy scout. And she's like, what about you? Like, what field do you work in? And he's like, artificial intelligence. And she's like, what about you? And then they're like, biochemistry or whatever and then she and then she's like i'm astrophysics and she's like huh so they don't know what's going on huh like she's deducing that right because yeah. they have all these different people and this guy like looks at the guy who originally didn't want to tell her his occupation so he <laughs> looks at her and goes i'm chemical engineering and she's like yeah no one cares
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good
0: <laughs> it's just so funny because it's like yeah no one cares especially because you were an a-hole before so anyway darcy lewis shows up And then one thing I also think was a great callback or rather character. No, it was a good character growth moment is when this soldier comes out and says, Miss Lewis, I'll show you to your equipment. And she's like, it's Dr. Lewis. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she got her Ph.D. Because like when she was in Thor one, she was an intern. You know Mm. what I mean? Like that one line like gave us so much information about her. It was great. Like the writing was phenomenal. Anyway, she gets her equipment. She ends up finding out that the, the Westview area, the Hex, ends up showing, like, broadcasting the episodes that mm-hmm. we as viewers have been watching. So she sets that up. And we basically end up getting the whole episode is about, like, catching us up on the other side or the real world view of what was happening in the previous three episodes. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I thought it was great and it was a nice reprieve from you know the the inner work the inside sitcom show you know yeah
1: yeah we finally started seeing some answers about like who are these people that are watching who is shield or not shield i keep saying uh, yes i saying shield who is sword you know like what is that you know they're just as lost as we are and it's kind of funny because you texted me or maybe you told me in person um because her and um Jimmy were talking about like what what is happening? Who is this? Who's controlling all these things? And you're like this is basically um, Jimmy and Darcy on a Reddit th- thread. Like yeah. they have no idea what's happening. They have like fan theories of themselves. It's yeah. so good.
0: <laughs> Yeah and then the episode like it was so great seeing Jimmy, sword agents and Darcy like acting like the audience. Like what you know they had a whiteboard full mm-hmm. of theories and everything and the episode ends with Monica being thrust out of the hex like so it basically brings us back and that's why I loved episode four you know like so good it ended or it started with like such a chilling moment with Mm -hmm. the snapping coming back and then it it bookended with like okay now everyone's on the same page like yeah we're now we're moving forward with the story so then we go to episode five And that is the one where we get a little, we get a lot of character growth with the children. So the twin boys, we basically see them age themselves up from like babies to like 10 year olds. Mm -hmm. And they have this, like, you know, the episode was called, was titled like on a very special episode. Oh dude. Also shout out to all the episode titles, like strong work for like all the titles. Um, I really appreciated them because I thought they were like they had a really nice like double meaning on most of them. But yeah, mm. so the episode is eighties um, inspired and it's, you know, f- was it family ties and like growing pains yeah. and um, full house inspired? And like the kids end up getting a dog, they get a dog, and then the dog basically dies. Mm-hmm. And the the Wandas like, looking at the kids and they're like really upset and they're like bring the dog back mom and she's like i can't do that which by the way agnes is like you can do that like really suspiciously you know about the magic kind of thing that wanda can do and wanda's like no we can't run away from our grief like don't age up because the kids look like they're about to age up again because they were just so sad in the moment that their dog died and she's like you can't do that like sometimes life gets hard and you just gotta you gotta live through it you know and and like really learn from it whatever and i'm literally like wow is this like the pot calling the kettle black
1: oh yeah with her little
0: monologue um (laughs) and then also in the middle of that freaking director hayward tries to send in like a um a like drone into the hex and shoot a missile at wanda and her family and wanda like comes out of the hex and is like leave me alone Stay out of my business. This has nothing to do with you. Like, good day. And, like, you know, leaves, right? Or goes Mm -hmm. back into her hex. So then it's like, oh, so she knows, like, that she's created this world. You know what I mean? And also, I was really intrigued by the fact that she recognized director Hayward. You know, that was the first instance that they interacted that we know of, right?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And so I think episode five... I, oh, I can't remember if it was four or five, but basically Hayward, It mu- I think it was five. It was five where Hayward's like, yo, Wanda, let me show you footage. Wanda stole Vision's body and basically shows the sword operatives that mm-hmm. Wanda like busted into the to the room where Vision was being like dissected. And like he's like explaining, we need to f- we need to get her out of there. Right. Which is which then led to the whole missile launch anyway. So, yeah. What do you think about five, Matt?
1: Yeah. Like it's, it starts this trend, I guess, ever since Monica was thrust out of the hex and we, you know, started hearing about Monica and like who she was, it was, Mm -hmm. we started thinking like, is Wanda the bad guy? Like, are we rooting for the bad guy here? Mm -hmm. Because like she is an Avenger, but is she just like turned bad? And um, I think towards the end of five, I started kind of rooting for her, though, even if she was the bad guy, because I was like, it seems like it's too straightforward, like that she's the bad guy. I think something Mm -hmm. else is going on here. And I started thinking and started kind of like buying into some of these fan theories because let me tell you, like I I enjoy comics. I have zero comics history with Wanda, like no Scarlet Mm -hmm. Witch. Like I Besides Mm -hmm. her being, you know, Magneto's Child with um, Quicksilver, that was about all I knew. And so all right. these villains that people were throwing out, I was like, never heard of them, you know? Right, um, right, And people were throwing out, like, who could be behind this and that Wanda's really not the bad guy, but maybe she's being trapped and, like, doing all these bad things. But then when she comes out, it's like, she seems pretty with it. Like, she seems yeah. like she knows what she's doing. And she, yeah. like, had all the guards point towards um, Hayward, Director Hayward.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, I was like, oh, is she about to murder this dude? Like, is this, like, yeah. PG-13? <laughs> yeah. um but i i i really like the episode um it just kept kind of the momentum going from episode 14 or sorry episode 4 which i agree with you is probably one of the best episodes Mm -hmm. of the entire series
0: yeah and also episode 5 is where vision like awakened one of the like townsfolk at their job and he when he quote-unquote awakened this character named norm he's like freaking out like she's keeping us trapped here i'm looking i was supposed to take care of my dad like where's the phone like help me like help me like she like you know i'm just being suppressed whatever and then vision Mm -hmm. like you know puts him back or like puts him under again and that was like kind of terrifying
1: because i'm with you Matt,
0: matt yeah i was like is she the bad guy so then episode five ends with like one of the biggest WTF moments for me in a long time Evan Peters the actor Evan Peters shows up at her door at the end and essentially goes like says like you know long lost brother can't give a stinking sister a huge hug or whatever and I, I now folks Evan Peters played Quicksilver in the Men universe Fox X-Men if you will. And the fact that Evan Peters showed up to the TV show as Pietro Maximov, which Darcy Lewis, who's watching the the video, specifically says she recast Pietro, like you know, like the audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was mind blown, and I was like, is this the moment that X Men are coming back to to the MCU? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I immediately Mm -hmm. thought. And then we had to wait another agonizing week for Mm -hmm. the next episode. But we get to the 90s, you guys. It's Malcolm in the Middle inspired. It's like, um, yeah, I guess that was it. It was Malcolm in the middle inspired right like and it was
1: like halloween themed. yeah it was
0: yes it was halloween themed you they brought back the old costumes which was amazing like vision was wearing his comic book like green and yellow and they played it off that he was a mexican wrestler which was really funny Hilarious. and then wanda was in her like red leotard and red mm-hmm. cape and you know she said she was a you know a sokovian fortune teller which was really neat and we get all the talkings to the camera like the kids are talking to the camera a la malcolm in the middle and the kids are wearing their, like, comic-inspired... Like, at least Billy was wearing his comic-inspired outfit. Mm-hmm. And then to- Tommy was wearing a, like, a mini comic-inspired Quicksilver outfit because him and um, Pietro were kind of wearing matching outfits. Anyway, so they go out and, like, collect candy, right? And Vision's like, I got to go do Neighborhood Watch stuff. So you see the kids go with Pietro and go with Wanda around town Wanda's a little bit suspicious about Pietro she's just like trying to you know ask him questions like hey remember that time when we were in the orphanage and that kid was trying to steal your shoes and he's like I know what you're doing you're trying to like tease like tease me out here like you don't think I am who I say I am or whatever and she's you know, he's like, I don't know why I look different. And she's like, why do you look different? You know what it like? Mm-hmm. There's this like weird distrust there. But, you know, Pietro kind of gets Wanda to kind of turn around. The kids start developing their own powers from the comics. Tommy has super speed. Billy has like a little bit of telepathy slash like, um, was it future predictions kind of thing? Yeah. And then Vision is, like, walking towards the edge of town, and it gets really eerie because people at the edge of town are more, like, very still. They're less, like, active or, um, you know, they don't really seem to have their own storylines going on. They're just, like, frozen in space. Vision comes across Agnes, and she's just, like, frozen in the car, like, you know, acting really weird, you know, vision unlocks Mm -hmm. her and she's just like, am I dead? And she, he's like, why would you think it's like, cause you are so like, you know, that's really weird. And then, um, vision ends up basically trying to bust out of the hex and he starts coming apart. And so then Tommy sees or hears this and goes to Wanda. It's like, mom, dad's dying. And then she's just like, where is he? She's like, he's by some soldiers. And then, she basically expands the hex to save him and then brings vision back into the perimeter. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like for me, this episode pretty much was like, is Pietro really Pietro? Is he another Pietro? Who is this Pietro? Mm -hmm. I really liked the kids developing their powers. I really liked um, how vision was, like, going, you know, doing his own thing, like, trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then seeing him almost break apart while he was outside the Hex made me really question, like, is he tied to the to the magic of the town? Or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it just, it. I had a lot of questions. I had even more questions at the end of the episode on this one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you start to realize that this is not going to end well for yeah. Vision. Like, he he can't survive without what he's been getting, like, within the hex. So, you start, like, wondering, because at this point, you still think that, you know, she stole Vision's body, and, like, maybe her powers are just to kind of, like, preserve this body. Um, you don't really know anything about the origin of him. And it kind of, like, just paints more of a picture of like what what is actually happening it kind of one of those episodes where you get more questions than answers mm-hmm. um, which kind of sets up the rest of the season
0: yeah and so then we move into episode seven where it's the 2000s and it's very modern family mm-hmm. which i adored or in arrested development kind of thing so you know when i say in the that office the, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In the office. Yeah, the, the theme intro. song
1: is very office, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, Vision's kind of like on the other side of town, because he was at the edge of town. You know, when, when Wanda expanded the perimeter, Darcy got sucked in, and Vision essentially like awakens Darcy and Darcy starts answering his questions. They do a lot of, you know, talking to the camera, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Wanda's like in a really f- she's in a funk. Um, she really you know, she kind of like almost she regrets what she did like you know expanding the hex or whatever Mm -hmm. agnes comes over and like takes the kids to her house to like hang out to basically give mom some time and wanda's like super excited about she's like yes take the children like thank you you know she's just she's in her pjs she's just trying to watch tv you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so then we get to um some side stories with with monica rambo which um she is trying to find a way to get back into the hex she ends up getting this like vehicle from some friends to try to bust through she can't bust through the hex the vehicle goes flying out in the other direction so then she thinks it's a good idea to bust through the hex on her own again which you know some plot point earlier on in the show they talk about how the fact that monica was Entered the Hex and got pushed out of the Hex twice. Started messing with her DNA and cells. Mm -hmm. So basically when she's pushing into the Hex for the third time, you see her start like changing and there's a lot of special effects involved. She busts through the wall and she starts seeing the world in a different color uh, for people familiar with the comics. Um, Monica Rambeau actually ends up becoming a superhero. She has a lot of different superhero names like photon spectrum. At one point, I think she was a, she was captain Marvel. Um, but I think a lot of the fans think that her superhero name developing will likely be spectrum anyway. So she like busts you know, through the town cause she go, wants to go talk to Wanda, you know, try to convince her to take down the walls. And, Wanda's just dealing with her day Monica comes busting into the home and Wanda's like get out of Mm -hmm. my house get out of my town what are you doing here she starts using her magic on her and then you know Monica's like no I know you're different like stop what you're doing like these people need help and she's just like oh and then Monica's like don't be the bad guy and then Wanda's like maybe I am the bad guy and she tries to slam Ugh. Monica down into the ground <laughs> and she and Monica does a full-on superhero landing with like some special effects right with like some powers mm-hmm. and so then um, you, you know as a viewer you're like oh what's going on Monica like if you don't know what's going you know what happened in the comics you're like Monica's kind of she's changing mm-hmm. um, so then in that instance Agnes you know goes to sees the interaction outside, takes Wanda and goes like, you know, lady, leave her alone. And Wanda's like, get out of my, get out of my town. So then Agnes brings Wanda into her home, and Wanda's like, where are the boys? Because they're not in the living room. She's like, oh, they're playing in Agnes answers, oh, they're playing in the basement. She goes down to the basement, and Matt, we're getting vibes of like eerie music. We're seeing like tree roots coming out of a room, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, go, oh my goodness it looks like magic so then wanda walks into this room that has like skulls and cabinets and potions and like a book a glowing book and then mm-hmm. agnes walks in and she's like well you know you weren't the only magical girl in town my name is agatha harkness and nice to finally <sighs> meet you dear and then it busts in to the greatest jam of 2021 it was agatha all along that so one good. that one minute song is amazing and then you get a little montage music video of how agatha harkness has been manipulating wanda and vision throughout the last 7 episodes
1: mhm and like everybody like the internet knew like <laughs> as soon as agnes was kind of mentioned and like Maybe even episode yeah. two. Like, I started seeing, like, oh, Agnes is this Agatha whatever. Harkness. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> I, how do you guys even know this? Like, which one of the things, like, um, you know, we talked about the 90s one, Malcolm in the Middle. I remember texting yeah. you. It was, like, um, Agnes had on these, like, pants, which are very, yeah. like, 90s, that the back yeah. of them on the butt says naughty. And I was, like, are they trying to tell us that she's the bad person? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, And what a, what a great, what a great reveal of a bad guy, which like, I, I took a lot of kind of, um, there was so much inspiration probably for this episode with Mm -hmm. kind of some of these movies that are probably some of the best in the world, like Silence of the Lambs. Like it definitely gave off Buffalo Bill vibes. Like, I don't know if you've watched Silence of the Lambs. Um, No, I actually haven't. But this like serial killer Buffalo Bill, he like keeps this lady in his uh, basement Uh and um, like the detective comes and like questions him and he's like talking to her and they're having like this, this nice time. And then she starts realizing that maybe this place isn't as safe as possible. Maybe this guy is like more creepy than he's actually letting on. And he like Uh refers to his basement. It's just like the same kind of tone of everything where they're having this interaction with each other. And then Wanda starts thinking, wait, where are the boys like where why why are there these cicadas in this house yeah. like why is yeah. this a creepy place um, yeah. so I, I really love this reveal for so many different reasons
0: yeah and so then you know i'm like oh my gosh it's it has been agatha all along you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's just what the song said so then we get to episode eight and this is where like we get wanda finally get some therapy um, and essentially Agatha makes her relive a lot of past memories because mm-hmm. you end up finding out that the region, the reason why Agatha was interested in the town or why she's even there is because she's like, how did you do it? Wanda? Like, you know, mm-hmm. Agatha, you find out has been a witch since like the 1600s and the and sa- lived in Salem, Massachusetts. She destroyed her coven. She just, it, you know, it just looks like she's in pursuit of power and she wants more and more and more magic. Um, She's also astonished that Wanda doesn't know the, quote unquote, the fundamentals of witchcraft. And so Agatha's like, we're going to, we're going to crack this nut. We're going to figure out what happened. So then you see Wanda go through past memories. You see her as a 10 year old with Pietro and Sokovia. You see the night that her parents passed. Then you see um, her volunteering at um, Hydra to Mm -hmm. interact with the Mind Stone, which is Where originally, you know, the MCU pretty much told us that Scarlet or Wanda got her powers through experiments, Hydra experiments with Mind Stone. That's how her and Pietro got her powers. Um, In the comics, they were mutants or whatever. In the comics, you know, they told us they were influenced by Infinity Stones. So Agatha is like pretty much divulging that it looks like Wanda has had some magical powers all along and the infinity stone, the mind stone helped activate, reactivate them or keep Mm. them alive. After that, you see, um, her, on at the avengers compound with vision she was saying like that's literally moments after pietro had passed or or, or rather she was she came to america she was in a new state she didn't have a home she lost her family vision and her are interacting and um wanda said this is the first home that vision and i shared and vision is basically very kind he's you know he's also newly created like he's who knows visions is a few months old at that point Mm -hmm. And they have a really sweet interaction where Vision is trying to talk to Wanda and and Wanda's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't want to talk about my brother and losing him. And then Vision says this line that the Internet has taken by storm. Like, oh, it's so good. I know. What is grief if not love persevering? And so that really was very touching. And they have Mm -hmm. like a really sweet moment. And then Wanda, then you see her go through her memories when she went to S.W.O.R.D. headquarters. Um, because she shows up there because she wants to bury vision she's like i know you have vision or you know you have him i just Mm -hmm. want to bury him like i deserve we deserve a funeral so then hayward like lets her in so she freely just walks in hayward's like i know that you want to see him um like would you be able to bring him back kind of thing You know, basically he's trying to goading her into trying to bringing him back and she's like i can't do that i just want to bury him and then hayward's like well i can't let you take three billion dollars of vibranium and put it in the yeah. ground and i was like oh my like i wanted to slap the man across the face when i heard him say that so then I you see wanda so much yeah i hate him wanda breaks the glass to to then drop down um because she was at an, she was on another level to drop down to watch Vision and look at his like decapitated slash like broken apart body, and which is the footage that we saw that Hayward showed short originally to make it seem like Wanda took Vision's body, but she's like interacting with him. She tries to feel his forehead, and she's like, "I can't feel you," which is also mm-hmm. a nice callback to Infinity War um, when they had a touching moment where she when she was like feeling the Mind Stone, she was like. I just feel you or like, you know, I feel me. I feel us like whatever, like that. Mm -hmm. Some, some moment of connection. So then she leaves, she leaves the sword compound and you realize, wait, she didn't take visions body. Like what the H Hayward, she gets in her car. She, you see that there's a like piece of paper in her passenger seat. You watch her drive to Westview, New Jersey. She gets out. of She, you see her go through the town. It looks like a dump. It is, Mm its A town in need, you know, dilapidated buildings, the people, the townspeople look rough, you know, they just look like they're going through the motions of life, you know, no mm-hmm. one's really thriving. Then you get to a empty lot, a house lot, and Wanda walks up to this, like, basically, you know, empty space with, like, some foundation. Just the foundation, right? like, yeah. Yeah, house foundation. And she opens up the piece of paper that she has, and it is a photo of a property deed with vision you know writing a note saying like to grow old together I so sweet matt i teared up and mm-hmm. wanda did the same she like basically burst into tears fell to the ground and her her sadness and grief ends up you watch her 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 magic bursts out of her body she creates a house. She ends up creating vision. She creates the hex. She realizes that, or Agatha and Wanda realizes that she just made everything, right? Mm-hmm. Then it cuts to the end of the episode where Agatha's like, I, I, you know, Wanda, what you've done, like, that's chaos magic, Wanda. Like, that makes you the Scarlet Witch. And then it ends. And I'm like, oh, they said it. They mm-hmm. called her the Scarlet Witch and then I was Drop like, now we name. have to we have to wait for the last episode to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Matt, so many feels this episode. How did you so feel? So many.
1: I, I I thought that this was probably one of the strongest episodes. Like between Agreed. this and episode four. I think the reason why I liked episode four and eight was because they're very straight shooters because mm-hmm. they explained so much and they kind of added on to what she felt. And, like, mm-hmm. to go from, like, her grieving on the foundation to make the hex. And the first thing she se- sees, like, after the hex is Vision in this black and white. Mm-hmm. And it's like, one, duh. And <laughs> then she, like, turns into this black and white, you know, caricature of herself. And I'm just, like, she's trying to process this grief in the only way that she really knows how, like, innately is using her powers. Like, whether or not she knows what she's doing or not. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just really powerful, and I, I really liked it. And It brought a lot of, you know, depth to her character, mm-hmm. and I loved it. I, I thought that episode eight was probably my favorite episode.
0: I agree with you that it, it was fantastic, and I think that that episode may have been, I agree with you, like, top two. Mm-hmm. So, finally, the last episode, Matt, did you have a lot of, like, First off, did you have a lot of expectations for this episode?
1: I didn't. And I think that's why okay. I had a better time than the internet. Like, you okay. know, like everybody kind of got into their corner of fan theory, whether or not mm-hmm. they thought that there was, there was some bigger, other. Bigger bad. Yeah, like Mephisto yeah. or like the people that really believed in Mephisto, which for a time I did too. But the people that really believed in Mephisto, I feel like had a terrible time when they mm-hmm. watched the finale because it, you know, it didn't happen. Um, me, I I kind of thought that they would probably stay small. And yeah. so I got what I thought. You won it. And it okay. was good.
0: Yeah. So the, for me, I was like, I'm just excited to see how this wraps up and see how it transitions to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness and Spider-Man No Way Home. Like, I'm watching the show in preparations for those movies and getting a great great journey so episode eight shows us with agatha threatening the children like she's like literally have them on ropes and wanda's like get away from my kids they start entering a battle vision oh i forgot you know what okay so episode seven or uh, sorry episode eight ended with like an after credit or mid credit scene of Hayward making another vision, a white vision. It's it's completely white, a white vision Mm -hmm. and basically turning him on. So that was the end. That was like the mid credit scene of the last episode. So in the final episode, you know, she's like starting this battle with Agatha and then the white Uh vision shows up in the hex and um, Wanda's like vision. And then literally this white vision is starting to, try to crush her skull and then real vision like or hex vision i guess like whatever yeah, like, there's a lot of vision he, on vision yeah there's a lot of vision action so then he like punches through white vision and they start the two visions having a battle and then wanda's trying to interact with agatha and like have a battle with her in the meantime monica rambo is like has been abducted by Pietro, or fake pietro whatever you end up finding out that it's not fake pietro which makes me sad and it's some random dude named ralph that yeah. uh, was being controlled the, the by aforementioned agatha ralph yeah that the she's aforementioned been talking ralph. about
1: since like episode one yeah that everybody thought was mephisto but then it yes. turns out to be ralph boner yeah <laughs> his, name is, his <laughs> and name is ralph boner <laughs> and i'm so, like all he's... that for a dick joke
0: yeah, and he's just this dude that's being controlled. And so Rambo, like, rips off the control beads from him and, like, gets out of the, you know, house trying to find Wanda. Wanda's, like, battling Agatha um, with her magic. And Agatha's like, just give me your magic. Like, you know, you're written in the dark hold. Like, there's stories foretold of you. Like, you are mm-hmm. going to, do- or the Scarlet Witch is not, you know, created she's forged or no no it's the scarlet witch is not born she's forged and she doesn't need a coven or incantation and you're bound mm-hmm. to destroy the or destined to destroy the world and then Wanda's like i'm not say who you say i am and then agatha did the does the most like she i was about to say she does the most horrifying thing but not really what's been happening is that wanda has been doing a horrifying thing agatha starts like tur- like um what is it what it was the phrasing that i use like turns on the people or reignites their memories basically, or turns off. Yeah, ma- just kind of like powers.
1: freeze them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So Agatha Bates basically starts um, cutting Wanda's control for all the townsfolk and they start surrounding Wanda and they're like, let us go, please. Like let my family go. Like you're, we have your nightmares when we're sleeping and I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh my God. And Wanda's is like, no, I've kept you safe. You're all here and fine. And they're like, no, We're not fine. And then Wanda, Mm -hmm. like, starts... Like, she screams because she's, like, conflicted about what's happening. And she accidentally starts choking everybody with her magic. And then um, she realizes what she's doing and she stops choking the townspeople. And then one of the characters is finally like, well, if you won't let us go, just kill us. And I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) So then Wanda's like, fine, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. And she, like, starts, like, using her magic to opening the hex. While this is happening vision and vision are still fighting and vision. So white vision ends up getting like basically uh, vision, regular vision and the children start disappearing because of the hexes opening. Mm-hmm. And you see the same effect as when vision try to pop out of the hex. And also while it's opening, Hayward is getting some tanks thrown into the hex to go in to stop Wanda. And, vision is like you know Wanda boys like you know reaching towards his family and the boys are screaming mom mom like help us like reaching and so Mm -hmm. then she Wanda realizes that she's to choose between letting the people go or her family so then she just recloses the hex yeah and while that happens Agatha and Wanda end up having more fighting Agatha's like just give me your magic and so Wanda's like fine and it's like she's like throwing magic at Agatha, who's absorbing it, but she's also missing. Like, mm-hmm. she's throwing magic around Agatha. She's throwing magic at Agatha. Finally gets to the point where Wanda seems drained and is just floating in the air, and then Agatha's like, this is it. Like, you're done for. And she tries, she tries using all the magic she absorbed. And then Wanda like, slowly, like like, opens her eyes, and she's like, like, staring at her and she says, like, the witch that casts the runes are the- is the only witch that can use the magic in yeah. the space or whatever. Basically quoting Agatha back from mm-hmm. a previous episode. And you look around. And the the magic that that Wanda was throwing at around Agatha, she drew runes on the walls of the hex. And mm-hmm. I clapped, Matt.
1: Yeah. It was I a was good like, moment.
0: Yeah. It was a strong was really moment. moment. So then... Wanda absorbs all the power back from Agatha. And and in this power absorption, she creates her outfit, her beautiful Scarlet Witch, new Scarlet Witch so outfit. So good. She ends up, like, you know, dropping Agatha to the ground and is like, you're done. And then Agatha's like, so what are you going to do? You're going to kill me? And she's like, no, you're going to be trapped here. And Agatha's like, what? And she's like, you're, you're going to play the part of the nosy neighbor And Agatha's like, that's just cruel. And then Wanda, like, uses her magic and turns her into Mm -hmm. nosy neighbor number two. And then Wanda goes with Vision and her boys back home. And Vision knows that they're basically going to, like, she's going to fix the hex and remove the hex. And Mm -hmm. Vision... Like and Wanda say goodbye to the boys without actually saying goodbye to the boys. They're just like good night. You lo- we love you. You know, you putting them to bed. Yeah, putting them to bed, and Literally. watching <laughs> as they're closing the door. Wanda's like watching the hex come closer and closer, and then they have a sweet moment together where visions like, what am I like? I need to know before this is over, and you know, Wanda's like, we are like you are made from my hope and my love and you know blood and bone and you know I love you and then they have a sweet goodbye and then the hex is gone so then Wanda like goes to the town sees Monica and says like you know do you don't hate me and Monica's like if I had your power I know I'd bring my mom back so I understand and I know the townsfolk aren't gonna don't understand what what happened they're not going to understand what you've sacrificed. And so then Wanda like leaves, mm-hmm. um, which then you have a mid credit scene and after credit scene, mid credit scene pretty much shows that Monica's been um, a scroll basically shows up and tells Monica that she wants to be seen like in space essentially. Mm-hmm. And then the after, after credit scene is you see, Wanda in like a really small cabin in the mountains and she's like kind of living her life but she's also like astro projecting herself and learning magic from the dark hold the very book that Agatha had. Mm-hmm. And that's like the end of the series. And one of the things that I forgot to mention that actually was one of my favorite scenes in this particular episode was the scene between the two visions after they fought a little bit. So basically they get to a point where the two visions are in the library and they start having a th- thought experiment about like, hey, are you the vision or am I the vision? Like who's theoretically the vision? Because white vision said my operative is to destroy the vision. And then, mm-hmm. you know, real or hex visions like, but then who's vision? And so um, what ends up happening is that vision ends up re- like igniting white vision's memories. Cause white vision has all the data from old vision. So then real vision or hex vision, it, you know, like touches the forehead of white vision and white vision realizes like I'm vision and then he flies away. So that yeah. was happening in the midst of like the magical battle. So I forgot to throw that in there, but anyway, so um, honestly, this episode i thought ended well i'm with you matt i didn't necessarily think that there was going to be a huge big bad at the end Mm -hmm. honestly i think i would have been pissed if there was a huge big bad you know this episode was like 40 minutes right so like wouldn't that be poor storytelling to be like we had an even bigger bad and you just met him and now you've known him for like 20 minutes and now you know Ha, ha ha, kind of thing you know what I mean so
1: yeah I think, I think it, it would it would require the big bad to be defeated somewhere else like I feel like right. that would be the big bad for Dr. Strange mm-hmm. the next movie like to me it would have been okay but I just I felt like I felt like it, it would have been right to just keep it to where it was and I'm glad they did
0: yeah I gr- and I, I actually appreciated the different battles. I loved the, like, conversation between the two visions about the whole, like, who's really vision? You know what I mean? Like, it was literally, they're both, like, computers, right? So they both have, like, a log. They're trying to, like, figure it out between logic and um, processing all that stuff. And, like, I was just so sad that Wanda has to say goodbye to her family. Um, mm-hmm. Except we do have a hint that maybe the boys are still alive somewhere because in the astral projection form in the after credit scene you hear Tommy and Billy yelling like "Mom, Mom, help us!" But I think one of the biggest gripes I have though, Matt, is that she didn't apologize to the townspeople.
1: Like, mm-hmm.
0: not really. Like she had that moment with Monica, you know, saying like "I'm sorry for what I've done," but like which is a really dumb exchange.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, it, or I, I it could have been better. I think that Monica's saying, like, they don't understand the sacrifice. It's like, um, she just basically tortured these people for who knows how long. A yeah. Week, a month. Who knows? Like, yeah. what she did deserves to be punished. Disgust. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, especially, like, every, what we talked about earlier this episode about how it's all universe and, like, the things that happened in Zekovia Like, there were, you know consequences for their actions and it just seemed like oh there's no consequences for wanda like she's above reproach and and that to me was like well that's not good like i i think for her to just fly away like one who's gonna stop her i get it but two like there has to be and i'm hoping that those consequences come with dr strange or something else like someone Mm -hmm. who has a little bit of power that could try to rein her in but to me yeah i i didn't like that aspect of it um at all i i I thought that it just didn't go along with the mcu in general
0: yeah i just felt i mean i know like some people have said like oh well the townsfolk wouldn't have listened to her but i'm like she needs more like she needs to be more sorry about what happened Like, okay, you created your own family, and, like, they're gone now so that you could free the people. But, like, you should never have suppressed the people in the first place. Um, Yeah. Also... I I thought this would have
1: been a good opportunity for Doctor Strange to show up and Mm -hmm. be like, listen, I get it. You can't control your powers. Let's work on controlling your powers. And basically, like... Yeah, you just can't, you just see how much raw power she has, very much like Phoenix in the X-Men series that mm-hmm. Fox did. Um, but he didn't show up, and you find out that she's going to, like, learn from this chaos book, which is probably not a good thing. Uh, yeah. Because, like, I don't I don't even know if you you know, want to discuss this, but, you know, one thing that I I looked into, you know, they're presuming that this is one of the books that's forbidden, you know, within the in- inner sanctum that Doctor Strange has. Um oh, the Carmitage Library. Yeah. Uh, so basically, you know, I was kind of like looking into some Easter eggs about like this whole thing. And they basically said that this book is very close to the ring in Lord of the Rings. Kind of how it is just power incarnate. Oh. Like the guy that wrote this just put all of his power into this. And so mm. how it kind of like great power or absolute power absolutely it's the same thing with mm-hmm. this book and so i it makes me scared for her like is she going to be a villain for one of these like what if she is the big bad for dr strange you know who knows i, I think yeah. it brings up like who knows where the marvel universe comes from but i think that this is this is not a great step for her because i think that she is just replacing agatha for another person that's a little bit stronger
0: yeah, and then, you know, that you bring up a really good point. And especially because at one of the lines that Agatha says when she's, like, talking to Wanda about being the Scarlet Witch or whatever, she even says, like, the Scarlet Witch is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. So, you know, Doctor Strange has his work cut out for him if yep. Wanda is going to be a bad character. Which also makes me sad in a way because the show made me care about... Scarlet Witch and Vision a hundred times more over than I used to care about them in the past. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like beginning of 2021, WandaVision was my least excited, like my least, the show that I was least excited for in terms of the MCU shows. I was most excited for Loki and then it was Falcon Winter Soldier and then it was WandaVision. But I I was really blown away by the storytelling And getting to know these characters over like you know four and a half five hours of seeing aspects of them and watching watching Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany kill it in every era of television Mm -hmm. you know the over the yelling the overacting in the early 50s and 60s to like all the emotions that they made me feel you know I I cried in certain parts of the show like because I could feel like Wanda's grief was palpable to me
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah i i didn't cry but <laughs> I'm, I'm there with you <laughs> yeah. i i think that wanda and vision were two of my not least favorite but just two avengers that i didn't really care about right like, they took a deep dive um at the beginning of civil war right like wasn't that where they had what their you... little like where they had their little powwow where they were kind of like hiding away was that civil no war? that
0: was infinite no that was infinity war
1: infinity war okay yeah um and they had that powwow and I didn't really care about that part of that story because I didn't really care about them as people. And this just made them a little bit more deep. And mm-hmm. the the thing I like about WandaVision was that one, I had zero expectations for this.
0: Mm-hmm. Very
1: low, low expectations. But two, I think that this brings about like a really good story of grief. Like Wanda went through like every stage of grief for and you you understand it, like we talked about at the beginning she had to kill her most loved one and then she had to watch that same person die again and so what she had to go through she just had all this baggage that she had zero closure for and for her to finally get to say goodbye on her own volition and she had to kind of accept his death but she had to go through all these things of denial and you know she had anger and all these things i don't know you know every step but i i feel like WandaVision definitely painted that picture of grief in a way that was meaningful and real and i got it and so when i see wanda again in the mcu i know i'm going to care more about her than i did before this show
0: a hundred percent agree i i'm like so curious about her journey as well like potentially finding her boys like tommy and billy were or are like young avengers you know they have their own names mm-hmm. speed and wiccan and i'm curious about white vision like where did white vision go matt
1: yeah like did he go kill himself because he needed to kill vision and then he is vision did he go kill yeah. himself like flying to the sun yeah or is he now just kind of like having this existential crisis somewhere and will pop his head out i, I feel like they would make it clear if he went to kill himself. So mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to pop up again. But I think even, you know, there's still some unanswered questions like Johnny or sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy, Woo. Jimmy
0: Woo. Yeah.
1: Um I keep wanting to say Johnny. Um Jimmy Woo, you know, at the very beginning was like, "Hey, we have this this person, like this witness protection person."
0: Yeah. You know,
1: like yeah. who was that? Was it Ralph Boner? <laughs> like <laughs> it could have been you know that's the whole thing it's like is ralph someone else like because he's like everyone's kind of pinning him to be like this freelance actor but Mm -hmm. what if he was the witness protection so maybe ralph will actually be another character in the mcu um whether or not that's the case who knows you know I, i feel like there's still some storytelling to see in the subsequent movies and tv shows but you know honestly wandavision was just really good a really good TV show and I feel like something that has the same quality as some of the MCU films. And that's really awesome to see because I'm really looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki and I think that I'm have even higher expectations because WandaVision did so well.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of the storytelling was just so good. I, you know, every, waiting every week for an episode was com- was totally agonizing. Like, Matt was a trooper because I, like, peer pressured him into waking up at, like, 5 a.m. to watch the episodes before work on Fridays. Uh, it was, it was exhilarating. Like, watching, <laughs> like, like, Knowing going to bed Thursday night, knowing that I'm going to wake up to be able to watch another episode was 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 a great feeling. I rewatched a lot of different various MCU movies during the weeks. I rewatched the freaking WandaVision episode. I've watched every episode of WandaVision at least three times. That's awesome. Because I was so compelled in trying to figure out the Easter eggs, trying to figure out any clues while I was watching it. I was so compelled into, like, just, you know, soaking it all in, like, relearning some of the lines, like, watching that Agatha All Along music video. Like, I've probably seen that music video at least 20 times. You know, it's on, you know, you can easily see it on YouTube or whatever. It was great. Katherine Hahn was also freaking amazing. I was Mm -hmm. actually really glad that she wasn't imprisoned or destroyed. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm excited to see her again. She'll be back. Yeah, because even she even tells Wanda, like, you don't know what you have unleashed. You need me. And then she's like, well, I, I know where to find you. And I'm like, <laughs> dang. <a> <laughs> yeah, she just, like, dropped a bomb on her. But all, you know, a lot of great acting all around and a lot of great storytelling. And I also hope to see Jimmy Woo. I also loved seeing the birth of Monica Rambo's powers.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, uh- like she was rarely used in the last two episodes where she was was... like the main protagonist in the first six episodes and then she was rarely used and i was like well that's kind of disappointing like i kind of wanted to see more but maybe you know it's not her time like it's not her show so i'm sure captain marvel 2 will see plenty of her but i i kind of felt like that was a missed opportunity a little bit
0: no, that's fair, because, like, we watched her, like, bust through the hex only to be trapped by Ralph Boner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was <laughs> yeah. just, yeah, it was, I guess they just needed to go in one more time to, like, get her powers or something. But it was a little bit disappointing to not see her utilized in the last episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I I can't recommend this show enough. Like, even some people who have said, like, oh, the first episode wasn't really doing anything for me. I urge everyone to make it to 4 or I even told Matt disagrees with me but I even told people just watch episode 4 and go forward if you really yeah. if you really didn't care for it or watch I'm a purist. episode watch episode <laughs> 4 and if that inspires you go back to watch 1 through 3 you know what I mean but Matt I was just so desperate for people to experience the show mm-hmm. that's that's where my thought process was I just like I just need you to just keep going just keep watching it's so good
1: yeah like tiffany and i have a co-worker that hated it and hated still it after episode it. one tried episode four still hated it and he wants the mcu to be an action film and he like sees the mcu as an action film he just hated it and that's kind of why i really liked wandavision was that it was so different it was something that sh- like saw the mcu in a different light and that's what kind of kept me there and so I, you know, you've already said you've recommend it. You know, this is definitely something I recommend. Four and a half hours, you get to see such character development in Wanda, in Vision, in Robin, and freaking Agent Wu, who's the MVP of this entire series. Um, can't stress it enough that this is such a small. Now, you know, small little bit of time for a TV show that you can see something that's going to ma- have ramifications later on in the MCU. I could not recommend this enough. I, I really did not expect to enjoy it as much as I did.
0: Yeah, I, I loved it. And I also loved that you're right. We're going to see the ramifications in the future. Like White Vision is going to be. Mm -hmm. somewhere potentially and like all the fact that we finally have the name scarlet witch the entire like mcu she was always wanda it was always wanda but now she's a scarlet witch
1: and she has an awesome costume
0: and she has an awesome costume and i have one last question so the fact that we now have white vision matt do you think that this cheapens vision's death his like third death you know yeah. paul bettany's still going to be playing white vision he's sort of out there what are, what are your it thoughts kind on of, that
1: it's kind of like a soap opera in a way i mm-hmm. i didn't want him to survive this you know because i don't want to take away from what emotion there was with the end of the infinity war sega mm-hmm. um i i kind of hope he plays a very minor part and that when you see him, he's not really Vision. Because he still doesn't have... Like, he has his memories, and he has all the data, but he doesn't have any emotion that Vision has. Yeah. Or at least you don't think he does. Um, I, I don't want this to be like, oh, we can stay together. Like, I, I think that the old Vision is dead. You know, like, I, I think that they need to stay true to that, or it's going to cheapen that death. I think this new white Vision needs to be something very very separate from the past vision and hopefully they hit that because if they don't and he just becomes vision 2.0 um i i just it, it it will make me feel a little bit meh about that decision
0: yeah i i have mixed feelings about it because you know i understand that you know death needs to be meaningful like james gunn is all about like as a director mm-hmm. for guardians death needs to be meaningful um which is sort of funny in a way in the ter- like in the terms of yondu that's where james gunn was talking about how like yondu's not coming back but you know he's working with gamora who's a character that died and now is back and i'm pretty sure james gunn is still incorporating the like quote-unquote alternate reality gamora into guardians of the galaxy 3 mm-hmm. um but I also am a romantic and a hopeful person sometimes where I want Wanda to be happy. Yes, early in the episode, I said she needs to pay for making hundreds of people suffer in a town. But she's also lost so much. And mm-hmm. I want like her envision... I mean, he was a robot. I kind of didn't understand. I mean, like, I kind of understood it. I kind of didn't understand it. You know what I mean? It's complicated. The MCU sometimes is complicated. You just got to, like, close half an eye, you know? But Mm. I... The show made me care about the both of them so much! Yeah. Like, it... Yeah. Just complicated feelings from me. But 100% recommend the show. If you have lasted through the episode and you don't... And you hadn't watched the show and you still won't watch the show... Please, I'm begging you, just give it a chance. I didn't, I like missed, I left out a lot of parts. I may have summarized some stuff, but yo, so much goodness. So much. So much. And with that, we're going to end the sixth episode of Peer Review a um a sub co- podcast for the RXP podcast and you know we'll st- we would love to hear audience's thoughts on the WandaVision series uh, if you want to tweet at us at RXP underscore podcast or email us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you i want to know what you're thinking i hope you know what i was thinking and what matt was thinking because we both loved it and we both recommend it um so we hope to see you next time um plug one of our next few reviews is likely going to be falcon and the winter soldier so be excited for that matt and i are both excited we probably won't be waking up at 5 a.m for those but we will be watching. And with that, talk to you later. Bye.
1: Flourish, everybody. Flourish.